You're listening to the Clutter Fairy Weekly, a weekly webcast and podcast brought to you by the Clutter Fairy in Houston, Texas. If you'd like to participate in one of our live webcasts, please visit cfhou.com slash weekly. You'll find a calendar of upcoming webcasts, as well as instructions for joining the Zoom meeting via the app or by phone. We'd love to see you. That URL again is cfhou.com slash weekly. Now here's the weekly episode. Enjoy. Hi, Clutter Fairy fans. This is the Clutter Fairy Weekly for March 29th, 2022. I'm your co-host, Ed Gumnick, and I'm speaking with Gail Goddard, prof- certified professional organizer and owner of the Clutter Fairy in Houston, Texas. Hi, everybody. The Clutter Fairy Weekly is the webcast and podcast that digs deep into the clutter that piles up between you and the life you want to be living. We explore the habits and behaviors that lead to clutter, and we suggest strategies to slow the accumulation, reduce the collection, hopefully, and comfortably manage the stuff we decide to keep. If you're new to the Zoom meeting, we want to let you know that you can share your comments and questions via the chat, and I'll try to make sure Gail gets to them before we move on to another topic. Actually, that's our standard spiel, but today we're going to go through a bunch of little topics fairly quickly, and so I'd We'd prefer if you'd save your questions for the end because it'll be a little simpler since I'm going to be uh, stepping through PowerPoint slides. <laughs> right, sharing a PowerPoint. You can use the raise hand feature to let us know that you'd like to ask comment, uh, ask a question or make a comment yourself via audio or video. And as usual, we are streaming the webcast live on Facebook so you can share questions and comments there and I'll relay them to Gail. We're going to start as we usually do do by recapping last week's weekly tittle, which was called Coming Out of the Dark. The assignment was to take inventory of hidden spaces in your home and to make a plan for shining some light into your most shadowy hiding places. We'd love to hear from participants in Zoom and Facebook. Who enlightened a hidden space this week? Please let us know in the comments. Wanda on YouTube reported that she just cleaned out a bathroom vanity and found nine hairbrushes. (laughs) And Michael shared this comment. After watching this video, I've added my seasonal decoration tubs, my costume jewelry box, and winter clothes I didn't wear this past season to my spring cleaning list. So these comments made me giggle just a little bit. (laughs) Wanda, there's nothing like nine hairbrushes in a pile to show you why those little bathroom drawers are over full. Uh, You've had the perfect hidden clutter experience. When you pulled it all out, you found that the hairbrushes had been multiplying in there. So stuff had gone into the hidden space and never come out again. (laughs) Over time, the bathroom drawers are overstuffed. So it doesn't take much to affect bathroom drawers and cabinets because they're usually really tiny little boxes to begin with and they can't absorb a whole bunch of stuff, including nine hairbrushes so good on you for clearing it out i'm sure it made a big difference and uh, michael it sounds like you've added some good hidey holes to clean out seasonal decorations is always a good one to go through because we throw everything related to halloween into the box and shrub the box in the closet and we likely pull it out and take out a third of the stuff to put up or decorate with and the rest of it never comes out again so perfect place to thin it out you might even get some things down to a smaller box You've got some great spring cleaning projects going. Okay, so spring cleaning, uh, small tasks is what we're about today. Spring in the Northern Hemisphere is here, bringing warmer days, more sunlight, and a burst of fresh energy, we hope. Let's take advantage of an early spring day to spring forward on a few household organizing tasks. Today, Gail is going to look at often neglected corners of our lives and share a list of simple tasks where you can score big decluttering wins. Spring cleaning is the extra season that happens right between winter and spring. After all the time spent indoors during the cold weather months, we get the urge to straighten things up and air them out. When the weather makes it feel like we can start moving around again instead of staying curled up on the couch under a blanket, our thoughts turn to spring cleaning. In case spring cleaning season has arrived in your neck of the woods, we've made a to-do list for you to help you get started. These are small targeted projects that you can handle in an afternoon, hopefully. These spaces likely got scrambled a bit over the winter, and now's a good time to refresh them. 
We'll put the list on the show notes so you can reference it anytime, but you might want to jot down a few of the list items as a reminder if they appeal to you as you hear them. So here we go. Let's start with the bathroom stash of lotions, potions, and makeup. We get this stuff as gifts. We buy and try a million new products. If you're a makeup person, you probably are constantly buying makeup all the time and you get halfway through a product before you bought another one. We bring stuff home from hotels. Stop that. <laughs> I just say, stop that right now. You don't need to bring those things home because you know you got plenty of shampoo at home. There are three lifetimes of products in your bathroom right now. So it's time to go through that pile and get it down to what you'll actually use and then offer the rest up to someone else. Take it to a men's shelter or women's shelter or give it to your kids or to your friends or to your church. Somebody has a program that needs that volume of product and you don't have to store it at your house and it doesn't have to sit there and die. And the last time that we talked about lotions and potions, somebody said, my son went in to use an old shampoo that was in the bathroom and he came out. And he's like, mom, what is this shampoo? It smells weird. And she went in there and the shampoo had actually turned whatever the scent or product was something in it had basically died and <laughs> it smelled terrible. So it, it will not last forever in your house, depending on what it's made out of and who manufactured it. So Now's the time. If you can't use all those lotions and potions, off it needs to go. The one in my house that I have to constantly stay on top of is a lotion. I live in a humid climate. I do not have to constantly put lotion on myself. And I find it, um, you know, gets in the way of being on the keyboard. And I don't like to touch my electronics with lotiony hands. And there's all kinds of reasons why I'm not using lotion very often. In the wintertime, I get a little crispy and I have to use a little bit, but hardly ever anything. And so I get lotions as gifts and stocking stuffers and whatever. And I finally had to go, stop giving me lotions. I can't use them. So any lotion that accidentally comes to my house usually turns around and goes right back out. And there's probably stuff in your house too that needs to be, uh, you know, make that migration onto someone else. So go dig them out. It's a good one to find. Okay, let's do clear the floor of your closet. This is a good one. I talk about this as a lot as the starting place for the, any closet project. Clear the floor of the closet. The floor is how you walk into the closet and just finding the floor will make it so much easier to do the bulk of the work with your clothes later. The whole closet is too big of a job in most homes to just do in a couple of hours. But the closet floor is a good project size. Call it stage one. Put the dirty clothes in the hamper. Do something with your shoes. Match them up. Straighten them up. Do whatever you're going to do with the shoes. Unpack any shopping bags. There's likely shopping bags on the floor. And you can unpack them and throw out the trash and put all the things away that you've thrown in there without putting them away. And then once you've cleared the floor, you can tackle what's on the rods another day. But at least you'll be able to walk in there and walk up to the rods and take things off and move around in there or reach in and have access to them without kicking your feet against a bunch of stuff on the floor. So regardless of the closet type, clearing the floor first will make a huge difference in how you can tackle the rest of the contents. So this is always a good one. You have a million plastic grocery and shopping bags stuffed in various covers. Post pandemic, where they stopped letting us uh, use our own bags for a while, everybody's uh, grocery bag stash exploded and got much, much bigger. And so this is an easy stash to reduce and you can recycle all the excess. You can do a little research if you wanna donate them away to someone. There's probably somebody that is a food pantry, a you know fill in the blank, a, a, a vet, a bark, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of a animal shelter kind of place. There might be reasons that somebody wants those plastic bags. They use them at a resale store. They use them at a, you know, any kind of a shop kind of environment might want to have some of them, but you can also usually recycle them. And in a lot of my clients' homes, I find these grocery bags stuffed in cabinets and drawers in the kitchen and they're up on shelves and they're beside the fridge and they're kind of all over the kitchen usually. This is a perfect thing to pull out and make a big recycling bundle to take to the store, it collects them for recycling. Um, grocery stores often have 
bins that will take recycling bags, um, put to, bags to recycle in their, you know, they have a big bin that you can stuff them in, uh, or they can go to your local recycling program, however you want to handle it. But you don't need to be storing a hundred million bags. And if they're all, they're using a kitchen drawer, that's prime real estate, then I promise that's not the best use of that drawer. <laughs> I have the, I have in my mind a picture of, I was helping somebody move in and start to unpack. And the first thing they did was they had some plastic bags as part of the move in. I can't remember why, but they uncovered some plastic bags and they opened the first drawer that they could reach, which was of course the easiest access drawer. And they shoved plastic bags in and closed it. And I was like, no, no, <laughs> that is not what you need that drawer for. You need that drawer for a million other things in the kitchen besides plastic bags. We're not putting them there. And I had to take them right back out. And so if you are using a drawer in the kitchen that has plastic bags in it, yeah, this is the time to pull them out and find another home for them and simultaneously shrink the collection. And now people say to me, I use grocery bags when I walk the dog, sure. Or I use grocery bags to throw out, somebody said to me that <clears throat> they had to um, grocery bag their stinky garbage because they lived in assisted living and they were trying to control the smell in the garbage room. And so they needed the plastic bags for their smell, like, you know, basically their food garbage. Okay, fine. And there was still a backup of grocery bags in in her house she was not using them and no one ever uses them as fast as they get them and particularly now that people are using curbside pickup and or um, you know home delivery of their groceries you put way more into a grocery bag than any of those services ever do so i end up when somebody gets a delivery and i help and if it happens while i'm there and i'm helping them unpack i take out Here's one thing in this grocery bag. So they gave one plastic bag to put one item in and that's what went. And, and maybe it's, they do it by department or I don't know exactly why they do it this way, but they end up with an increased volume. So time to thin them out, make them go away and, you know, maybe stop doing curbside delivery if you don't need it anymore. <laughs> okay. I have, a, I have a theory that people who, put things in bags at the grocery store get paid by the number of plastic bags they give away. Oh. You know, like sometimes if I'm, you know, in a big hurry and I let them bag my groceries, I haven't brought my own bags or something. Yeah. You know, I'll go home and somehow they've managed to put eight items in 12 bags. Right. You know, they'll that. double things. They'll put things in bags that already have a handle, like a gallon of milk. A gallon of milk doesn't really need a bag for crying out loud. It's got a handle. Right. You know, but somehow that's, that's what they do. Right. Yeah. It's very confusing. Yeah. And it, and that volume just, you just don't need that many. And somebody yeah. made it. I saw a comment, I saw parts of a comment go by about using them for packing, I think, which is great, but you should only start saving plastic bags when you know, you're going to move. <laughs> you don't right. want to save plastic bags for 20 years. In for all future need later. Yeah. yeah. No, no. That's in the herd right now. That's what I'm saying. So the next thing is purge your junk drawer in the kitchen. And throw out all the crazy things you've stuffed in there to get them off the counter. Junk drawers are really small boxes. You can empty and sort it in a half an hour or so. And I'll bet there's tons of things that can hit the trash now. Uh, and more that can go off to their correct homes instead of the junk drawer. And then you can, you can containerize what needs to live there for sure. Anytime I've reorganized a junk drawer, half of it ends up in the trash. It's always an easy win to clear out a junk drawer. So... Get to that one. That's a good one. It's time to check out the medicine cabinet and throw out anything that's expired beyond your sense of safety. This project is one that requires attention to detail, but you can get through a medicine chest pretty quickly. You know you need the room for current stuff, so get rid of the old stuff. This is also the perfect space to add a few containers. They make lots of clear or wire mesh containers that are long and narrow. They're usually only two inches wide. So they can easily sit on those narrow shelves and it helps a lot to add a few containers in here to corral all the little bitty bits and bobs, you know, the little tiny jars, the little lip balms, the tweezers, the hair ties. There's all these little things that end up in medicine cabinets and the shelf that's only two inches wide can't have much of a amount of stuff before it all starts to fall out when you open the door. So adding a few little containers in there will help corral that stuff much better. 
open the linen closet. It's time to pull out all those towels and sheets. A really full linen closet is a really a short sort job because the towel and the blanket and sheet sets take up so much space. Each one is a big fat bundle. It's time to match them all up together. Again, put all the top and bottom sheets and pillowcases together. Get rid of the sheets for the beds that you don't actually own anymore. <laughs> Every time I do a linen closet, I pull out, oh, here's a bunch of twin sheets, but you don't have a twin bed anymore. Get rid of those. Donate the old ones or torn ones or shrunk or scratchy or ugly ones. Send them off to the vet. Um, you can donate some of those million blankets too. It's so much easier to put away laundry when there's some breathing room in the linen closet. So this is a good one that you can fluff quickly and you can make that determination. You know, here's a whole pile of sheets for a bed that we don't actually have. And so it's time for them to move along. <laughs> the vet, the local animal shelter will be thrilled to have them and use them. And if they're in really good shape, you can donate them away. And so time to make them go live with someone else besides you. It's time to look at the magazines and catalogs. Do you have a huge pile of them somewhere in the corner? It's time to call them. You know you're never going to read them all. If it's easier to go through and recycle a bunch, then go ahead. If you need a process to do it, then this is what you can do. Go through the piles and sort by the date first, and then pick a cutoff date and see if you can toss everything earlier than the cutoff. I know there's magazines for which you'll save every issue forever, but can you filter the rest by a reasonable cutoff date? And for some, and for the catalogs, you really just need to keep the most recent one because that's what is left for them to sell. The most recent catalog has what they are trying to sell you. And all the catalogs that came before are now a kind of a moot point because half of what you pick in there, they've already sold out of. So the catalogs are easy. You just find the most recent one and you know, they send them every 30 seconds. So there's always the most <laughs> recent one and, you know, throw the rest into the recycling bin. The magazines, you really have to decide. I know it's that sensation of the magazines contain all this important data that I must need to read in order to be an informed citizen. But the truth is you have to keep the magazine collection equivalent to how much free time you have to read. So there are magazines that will exist in the universe that you will not be able to read and that we can't solve that problem for you. <laughs> So it's time to be ruthless and let some of them go out. If you already have a regimen for corralling and limiting your magazines, you, this would still be a good time to revisit it and see, are you, are you really keeping up? Is there anything, are there any subscriptions you want to let go? Because now the email that they send you every two weeks gives you the things that you used to depend on the printed magazine for. True. You know, or and or or do you have so many other sources of incoming reading material now that you can't you're not keeping up with the magazines that you had decided to save? Well, and this is where you this is where I tell the story that Lorraine shared with us a million years ago. And thank you all hail to Lorraine for sharing this story. I've used it a million times. Her system about magazines was to take the magazines and catalogs and put them in a uh, a pile, a basket, a stack in the bathroom. And when we started talking about it, she acknowledged that the pile was very high. And <laughs> she was not spending a sufficient amount of time in the bathroom to go with the volume of reading material that she was adding in there. So she had used that system for long enough that her system had outstripped her reading time in the, in the bathroom. And so it was time to thin the contents. So it, there, if you have a system and you still have a backup, then you have to look at your system and find out if it's really working or not. Cause there's probably, um, there's probably some tweaks you can make to make it work better. While we're in the paper realm, do you have a box or a bag in a closet somewhere full of old mail that you swept off the counter in a hurry, <laughs> dig it out and go through the mail. Any part, uh, any party stash of mail, any I can't stand it anymore sweep of mail is a great project because it will be very marinated if it's been hiding in a closet. It'll be bills you've already paid and events that have already happened and grocery circulars from last year, and it will all be very stale. So 99% of it will be recycling now, and you'll find one thing that you've been looking for for months. 
old paper is fast paper to sort and it is a very satisfying reminder that you really can get through the mail in a hurry and sweep a huge amount off to recycling and shred three pieces of paper and be done. Now let's see if we can get under the cabinets under the sink. You may have already looked at these last week because we were talking about under the sink, um, under the bathroom sink and the kitchen sink as um, hidden spaces. But if you haven't gotten to them, now's the time to circle around because there are many junk drawers for some reason. They're not very big and they can be tidied quickly. Pull everything out and make some decisions about what should be there and then remove the, wet, the rest out of there. What doesn't go back and needs a new home or needs to be added to the donation bag. So uh, this is a good place to go and see why did I stick this down there and what, what am I really keeping it for? Is this really back stock? Is this really the fourth blow dryer? And I have three in front of it that I'm going to use. Make sure you're not just keeping it because it's new and, and it showed up in your house. Somebody else could be using it. It doesn't need to take up your space. So those little cabinets under the sink in the kitchen and the bathroom, they're very small cupboards. Time to go um, dig them out and see if you can't make it a little bit more functional for yourself. Who has a whole bunch of office supplies? <laughs> I think we all do. Uh, the older you are, the more attached you are to office supplies. I'm not, it's, it's part of how we grew up, right? Can you possibly use them all in your lifetime? No. Has the way that you use um, office supplies completely changed? Yes. So it's time to donate to a teacher who's working in a classroom and using her own money to supply the classroom. So I know you love all those little things, but you don't need them all. And someone else can use it right now. So share your largesse, pass it on, clear out your desk, make that office supply collection shrink. So think of the filing cabinet drawer, any of those drawers as a small little, like a four drawer file cabinet is a huge project, but one drawer is a afternoon project. So pick one file cabinet drawer and the older, the better, because it'll be easier. Uh, go through that drawer's files and you can make a first pass through almost any of those files in the drawer and pull out some portion of it that's too old or it's been replaced or it no longer is pertinent. Most of that paper is really well, well marinated, as I've said, and it can be tossed and shredded easily. You'll certainly thin the herd and get some breathing room back in the drawer without having to think too hard. And you're kind of fluffing the drawers so that you can add new material. You probably have a pile of things that needs to be filed in the corner and if you go through a file cabinet drawer and take out some old stuff then when you go to file there'll be actually room for you to put your things in so it's a good time to thin that drawer out make yourself some space have some kids it's time to cycle out the clothes half of what's in the closet in the drawers are things they can't wear now Moms always know what won't fit anymore, so head into the closet and pull out what can be sent to a relative or a friend or donated to charity. Um, some might be boxed up for a younger kid to wear, but even if that's your solution, there will be stuff that's ready to go right now. Time to donate to someone in need, and it's, it's a process that if you have little kids, you can do it, and if your little kids are actually grown, then you probably put them away to use them later or donate later and later has now come it's if your kid is 30 it's time to go through the stashed kids clothes you have in a closet somewhere and start processing them because they're just um, slowly disintegrating wherever you have them stashed and better that someone can be using them right now so if you don't have if you have grown kids go dig out the clothing stuff that you have stashed and process it and while we're on the subject of kids, <laughs> sort through that ever-growing stack of paper that your kids have brought home from school. Their artwork isn't that great, and you really don't need 500 examples of it. Pull out last year's schoolwork and look at it with this year's perspective. It'll thin out very easily now. And again, if your kids are no longer kids and you have 30-year-old adults, it's time to go find that closet, that cabinet, that box where you stashed all the kids' art so you wouldn't deal with it in the moment. You didn't want to have to think about it in the moment. It's time to think about it and go get it out. <laughs> Pick the stuff that you think is fabulous and keep a few for your own keepsakes if you want to have some little memories for mom. And then, you know, it's time to send on 
a curated collection to the child, which is why you told yourself you were saving it because you were going to give it to them when they were grown. Well, they're grown now. So give it to them and get it out of your house. <laughs> if you don't have any young kids, you can certainly include your fur babies in this short project list. I'm sure your pets have a collection of clutter to call their own. There's a whole lot of uh, chewed up pet toys all around the house. There's probably a bunch of grooming supplies, particularly for dogs that get baths all the time. Cats, this isn't as much of a problem, but dogs usually have a whole slew of shampoos and scents and things to deal with their fur that happen. Conditioner. Right, conditioners, exactly. And if you're pet has skin problems or whatever allergies then there's all kinds of other treatments and things so this is usually a large collection that no one ever pays any attention to um, usually the, the best that they've done is taking all of the pet toys and throwing them in a big box in the corner but you know they don't stay in there <laughs> so it's time to thin the herd and if they're still in good shape you can donate them to a shelter if they're not in good shape uh, it's time to toss them we love to buy our babies another thing to chew and so I'm sure you have more coming down the pike that are going to be brand new and fun. So let some things go. Um, I'm sure the dog will not be worried as long as you don't throw away their favorite, right? <laughs> so let's go back in the kitchen. When did you last enter your pantry? This is also an item that we talked about last week in the hidden supply area, the hidden clutter area. Uh, a pantry is a really busy place because things go in and out every day. So it's constantly having new things put in but you should take every quarter to do a pantry reset. It's time to take it all out and find what died or what's too old, what you tried and no one is going to eat again and throw that stuff out. Sort like with like again, reinstall your content content so that it's back organized and usable again. This is just every time groceries come home, more things go in the pantry. People go in and take things out of it all the time to eat. And so it's a, it's a constantly in motion content area that needs to be reset, re-maintained, managed. And so it's a perfect time to go manage it. See if there's anything you can give away or throw away and put it back in ship shape for you to well, be cooking again. Well, and what if what you're using as a pantry is an improvised or unusual space? I'm, we have a sort of old kitchen cabinet that we've made the pantry and it's not... It's not ideal for it, but there's no there's no real built-in pantry in this place, and uh, and so the tendency is to stuff everything. Shove, you, shove, new shove, stuff, shove. new stuff goes in the front, right? Because it's a lot of trouble to get down on the, on the floor and try and squeeze those things in behind old old stock, and yeah. and so it just it accumulates from the front and old stuff gets shoved into the back corners and you forget about it. Well, so, and this is the, this is the reverse problem for you as the tall guy, right? Like we were right. talking about last week that it's easier for you to reach the refrigerator, the cabinet over the fridge because you're tall and that's easy. But this is the reverse problem where you actually have to get on the floor and yeah. get down to that drawer that is uh, that shelf that is on at floor level and right above floor level. And so it's more of a hassle for you to get down there and get stuff in and out. And so that's a perfect thing that it's easy to get the things migrate to the back and you got to pull it all out and resort it and see um, what's out there. Here's a fun one. You can always pull everything out of your current purse or wallet and see what can be tossed right now. You're probably carrying around a bunch of receipts and don't just call them all tax receipts. <laughs> If you can't deduct them, then you don't need to keep them. You know, if you have a receipt in your purse for buying a washing machine, that's one thing. But nine times out of 10, this is 47 trips to the grocery store and 15 trips to the fast food restaurant and receipts from the Chinese pickup and all that food is gone and you do not need those receipts anymore. So if you get really excited and you have a purse change out that you do every week or you constantly go from one or the other you might want to pull out all the purses at once and clean them too you're going to find that uh, lipstick that you're missing you're going to find that receipt that you've been waiting to have surface in order to return something and otherwise all that stuff can go out so time to fluff 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 uh, wallets do the same thing you pull the wallet out and uh, guys carry around the wallet and they just sort of keep adding receipts in all the time 
like yeah it's time to pull those out and go yeah tax trash 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 tax <laughs> trash 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 and throw those things away file away whatever you need to do to get the paper out of the wallet and the purse you can also look for rewards cards reward cards or uh punch you know punch cards for the frozen yogurt place that you never go to anymore or it went out of business or you moved to a different city <laughs> pull the, it's good pull those out right they don't need to be they don't need to be making your wallet fatter well and and speaking of those you know if you have gift cards some kind of gift card to food restaurant stores it's a good way to refresh yourself and go oh yeah i need to spend money at blah 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 and can i make it a task that i do this week to go to this store and buy the thing that I need and use this money up and get the card out of my purse. Like it's all very well and good that you're carrying it around your purse, but if you carry it for five years, what's the point? So refresh yourself about your gift cards and go make plans to spend it and to get it out, to go to the restaurant and use the $20, whatever you need to do to, to um, burn it and leave it behind at the restaurant. <laughs> Tammy suggested a related item that that we haven't mentioned she she said i got i just got old keys off my keychain so it feels lighter that's a good one that's a very good one because we always that's a key thing like you add keys without thinking and it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger right so i'm sure that was a, a big relief to make it less of a weapon right. <laughs> the, the clump of keys is a lighter weight that's awesome okay tech people you're next I know you have tons of old outdated electronics laying around. It is the uh, it is the nature of our part of the century that we all have tons of electronics, including all of the cables that go with it. So I once took an entire car load of dead recycling to the recycling place and it all came out of one house and it was so shocking to drive up to the recycle place with a car that was completely like literally to the ceiling full of old dead things with plugs. And I had to sweet talk the people. Let me tell you, they did not want me to unload my car with that many. And I was like, Oh, please, please, please. It's never, never again. It's only this one client. Oh my gosh. And I had to do a little song and dance to be able to <laughs> offload it all. It was quite shocking. So yeah, your turn. You do not want to be the person that has to go and sweet sweet talk the recyclers. So round up all the electronics and make a run to the electronic recycler and uh, take all those cords and match them up to their things and let the recycling go with the cord so that you don't have a big wad of cords now. That's our, that's our new uh, added junk drawer because of electronics is the, I don't know what this cord goes to pile. So time to try to match them up. It's not as hard as you think. You'll be surprised. You'll go, oh, yeah, yeah, that goes with that camera. When I sit and sort cords with people to help them face that task and, and thin it out, they almost always recognize the item. That If I pick it up and find a brand name on the thing, they'll go, oh, yeah, yeah, that goes with the camera. And I don't know there's a camera in the house, but they do. And we can go and put the stuff together and then they can go, I never use that camera and we can donate the whole thing. It's like, awesome. That's what we're trying to do. So go looking for your dead ones, go pulling out your cables and see if you can't match them up with the stuff and recycle what can go. The garage has lots of hot spots. It's the last stand where everything goes to die. So you want to go into the garage while the weather is nice and not miserable. Um, in Houston, that's a very strategic window that's about this big. <laughs> There's about four days where you can do that. Um, when it's too cold, you don't like being out there. When it's too hot, you faint when you try to work out there. So you have to go in while the weather is pretty good and try to make all those decisions you've been putting off by stashing stuff out there. You don't have to tackle the whole garage. And usually you don't tackle the whole garage because the garage seems like this massive, massive project. So pick a corner. Pick a shelf, pick a wall, pick a piece of the floor, a small area, and then find the things that have overstayed their welcome. Spend time to process the trash and the recycling that's hiding out there. And you'll be really glad that you got through it. Um, the other thing that you'll find out there is um, all the chemicals that can't go in the trash. They have to be disposed of properly. Making a run of dead chemicals is a great thing. It's a chore. You got to find the right place to drop it off. But if you load up a, 
two or three boxes of old chemicals and make one run all at once and drop them off. It'll be such a relief. You'll have that much less garbage, irritation, smelly stuff in the garage. And you'll be really glad that you made that one trip. So that's a good one to focus on is just take the time to take all the toxic chemicals out that need to be disposed of properly and go dispose of them. And while you're doing it, circle through the house and look under those sinks and find where all your cleaning supplies are and take out the cleaning supplies that also need to be disposed of properly. The ones that you don't use, the ones that you tried and you hated, anything like that, add that into the pile as well. So when you're making that one trip, you've covered the chemicals in the garage and the chemicals in the house to do it. Be worth the trip. It's time to look at the shoes. <laughs> I know that some people sort of panic when you start talking about taking away the shoes. And I'm assuming that means you have a million of them, but it's really time to call them out. Uh, there are shoes that are in your closet right now that are dying a natural death from old age. Um, sometimes the plastic, depending on how it was manufactured, there's a type of plastic that over time, the petroleum sort of reasserts itself and it starts to become sticky or the rubber bottom of the shoe dries out and it kind of crumbles to pieces and the rest of the shoe is fine. But these, this plastic part, it's sticky to the touch or it's falling apart. So those shoes, you really can't donate them. No one else is going to wear the sticky shoe. No one else can use the shoe that is crumbling to bits. So time to throw those out. And it's, you know, there's got to be a bunch of shoes in there that you don't find comfortable to wear anymore. They're too small. They're too pinchy, whatever you bought them. You thought they were a great idea. And now they don't work. So pass those on to someone else. There's also your favorite pairs that you worn and worn and worn and worn. And now they're really too worn out and you have to like kiss them and send them on to their great shoe reward. <laughs> and I know that it's really hard to do that, but there's no point in keeping favorite shoes that are now that, you know, they're now too um, beat up to wear anymore. You wouldn't actually wear them out in public and you can just remember how much fun you had wearing them and how much great use you got for you. You got your money's worth out of them because you wore them so many times and you really enjoy them. And it's time to let them be trashed because they're too worn. Donate what you don't want to wear, don't, what you think is not too worn out and, you know, trash the rest. And you'll be surprised if you just take the time to go through and look at all of the places where you've corralled shoes and see how many of them are still in good shape and not falling apart. I, I would guess that most of the time when I do that with clients, we get rid of about 50% of the shoes as really in bad shape, really disintegrating in place. And it makes a huge amount of room. And so it's a great project to take on, um, especially if you've like got a system of boxes with shoes in them and you've put them all up and you haven't brought them down in a while. Time to bring them down and see um, what has sort of disintegrated in place in the box and throw them out. It's time to reclaim the bedside table. If it is a active use space for you, most of the time you sit in the bed or you get ready to go to bed and you have all these things next to the bed to support you going off to sleep. Here's the books you're reading. Here's the medications you take at night. Here's the water that you keep by your bedside. Here's the lip balm that you always have to have. Here's the hand lotion that you grab before you lay down. There's all these little things that end up on that bedside table as you that get put there as you climb into bed to go to sleep. So it's a good place to fluff. You can usually um, recycle a lot, throw away a lot of trash. And often people, if there's a drawer in the bedside table, in order to clear off the bedside table, they open the drawer and put it on the drawer. So really, it's just that you've relocated the trash into the closed drawer. So pull that drawer out. It's just like a junk drawer, right? It's a small contained space. You can go through that stuff and figure out, can some of these things go back to their original home? have some of these things been stashed in there and now aged out are no longer important are not part of your life time to let them go it's a good fluffing place to do and then you'll go to get in bed again and it'll look all beautiful and wonderful so that's a lovely one that you get to smile at every day as you climb into bed <laughs> okay so that's our list take any of these and try them and let's see if you can't get into the spring cleaning mode Randy asked, uh, what do people do with old cameras, not old enough to be vintage or collectible? 
So usually you can find a school where they're teaching photography and you can donate um, cameras to places where the, you know, the kids don't necessarily have the money to buy. Aren't able to supply their own. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, get a hold of a photography teacher, a photography class, anybody that is doing some kind of photography training and offer them up cameras. Um, I take mine in locally in Houston. I take them to the Texas art asylum because then um, uh, teachers and they do some photography work through that process. There's a club or two that come up there. And so kids can come and get cameras real inexpensively out of the teacher's set, you know, sale room The teacher may buy them and supply them to their students or the students can come through and, and um, buy them. And so it's a great way to send them on to the next person. There are people that still uh, get interested in, in uh, film photography or digital photography, and there's classes for both of those still. And so you just need to find the students, find the class at the local um, you know, community college or high school. High school would be a good place. They might have a photography, just like they have an art class, they might have a photography class. So just find somebody that's teaching and send it on their way. A few people mentioned that they don't have walk-in closets. And I, I, you, you were talking about walk-in, you talked about walk-in closets, but I don't, I think I've seen plenty of just, you know, shallow closets where people had managed to junk up the floor too. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, cause the shallower it is, the more you want to use the space and it gets filled up. So the floor is always a jumble in, even in a shallow non-walk-in closet, there's still a bunch of boxes in there. And particularly, usually those um, walk-up closets, the doors open, but the closet keeps going out to the sides past it. Right. And things go around that corner and, and it's just <laughs> like the pantry, are right? Are never they seen get, again. <laughs> they go in there and no one ever gets it back out because it's such an effort to climb over the stuff that's in the way to get to the things in the corner. So um, it's time to dig them out. Deborah says we don't have closets in Europe. Yeah, but so you have a wardrobe, right? Or some kind of uh, cabinetry. That you furniture. Use. Yeah, the same process. Look at the bottom of that cabinet and see what's in there. I bet you'll find things you didn't remember was there, right? Wardrobes usually have like an open space and then some drawers in the bottom. So you can just fluff the drawers in the bottom of the, the open wardrobe cabinet or do the whole wardrobe if you feel like it. Samudra says she teases them at the grocery store for the extra plastic bags. And now I know that Samudra is my soulmate. <laughs> I feel that so much. You tease them as well. <laughs> yeah. I have actually called it to their attention. It's like, what are you doing? What, what, why are you doing? Why, why is that one thing in a bag for crying right? out loud? And I'm sure they get trained to make sure things don't break and whatever. Right. But, and how I get around at the grocery store is if I'm in the line at the grocery store buying stuff, then I immediately go around and start bagging my own groceries. So yeah. I like really fill up a bag and shove it in there. It's like, I can manage this bag. Yeah. I don't need special attention. I'm not going to bitch if I break my own eggs. Like it's my fault. Right. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will do everything I can and get in and they're, and you know, like they're running groceries. They don't have time to bag. If I go start bagging it up, then I minimize the amount of um, plastic bags that come home with me for sure. Linda says disposable, but useful things like plastic grocery bags get a max number in my active space. If I know I'll use four bags a week, I'll keep six in an easy to get to space. Extras go elsewhere, but I also have a max number there. Once I reach that, out they go to recycling yeah like you really have to check that system and make sure that your input is not 150 times greater than your output <laughs> of plastic bags and if hardly ever i have never met anyone that kept up with an even in and out ratio of plastic bags in their house it's always fire hose in and trickle out whatever they're using it for dogs or um, you know, a icky trash or they throw out their bones in it or whatever they do with it, it never goes out as fast as it comes in. And so actively managing that system is very important. And, you know, I have a couple of, a, you know, they make like fabric stuffing tubes that have a hook on them that you can stuff plastic bags in. Right. I have a couple of those bags and I fill them up and, and use them out. And 
I'm always, I always have overflow that I have to immediately bag up and take away because those bags. And, you know, one of the things that shifted for me was my old man cat passed away last year. And he was the one that was constantly using the litter box because he had old man kidneys. <laughs> so I had a lot of litter to scoot for a long time. And now the volume is massively reduced because now I, the only cats left in the house are six instead of 16. So, you know, now I have a big, I'm like a big backup of plastic bags. I have to do it much more frequently now, recycle, because I can't, I'm not using them in anything close to the volume that I was before. Yeah. Jane said, when Gail suggested getting medicine cabinet containers at some point in the past, I bought a couple. They're great to contain small items and keep them from jumping out of the cabinet when the doors opened or I'm right? looking for something. You know, they don't design those lip balms to stand up or to lay down without being in motion. You know, they're, they're annoying and you try to like line them up like little soldiers. And then if you breathe on them, the whole thing falls out. Right. So yeah, any kind of little container to hold the things that are wiggly wobbly and want to jump out at you. And then you don't waste as much space, right? Like, if you lay out all those little bitty things on the shelf, then you have a very thin layer of stuff on the shelf and all this empty space above it. So the little containers allow you to hold a little bit more and make more use of the cubic volume of the medicine chest and still be able to find them and grab them and not fish them out of the sink. <laughs> Connie said, I put old magazines, the few we have at doctor's waiting rooms and in the Metro. If you're uh, anywhere in the vicinity of a veterans administration hospital, they have kind of long wait times and huge waiting rooms that are often deficient in recent magazines. Mark, yeah. my, my business partner, used to go to the VA hospital and complain about how, how bad the magazines were, you know, how, <laughs> how out of date they were. Right. So if you have recent magazines to, to unload, that's a really nice place to take them. Connie also said, I think I'll make my dh listen to this episode oh does he need to work on some little projects <laughs> all righty then Good and susan, susan says i said i was very pleased to get rid of a load of magazines on free cycle to appreciative new homes oh that's a good idea um probably wouldn't work for um catalogs but if you have a collection of magazines about a specific topic somebody might be newly into that topic yeah. Here's Architecture Digest. Here We do that with beading magazines a lot. Here's the old stash of beading magazines. Who wants them? And uh, somebody that's newly into it would be happy to have old stuff to look at. Don't let that hang you up, though. If it's, you know, if it's too much of a hassle to do that, recycle. Uh, yeah. Almost everybody has their back catalog of old magazines in some kind of a digital form. So <laughs> you can go and get old magazines digitally and not have to worry about it. Gina said, especially now that I telework, all my office supplies came home and now everything is submitted electronically, so I don't need them. Right? It's quite astonishing how much you can get by with. I particularly like paper clips and binder clips. That's something that really it jazzes me up. I love to use them. And so it's really hard to not go, oh, look, those are a pretty color paper clip. Oh, look, those are a cool shape of paper clip. Oh, look, there's some more binder clips in, in metallic gold. Isn't that lovely? Like I can grab um, binder clips and paper clips all the time and I can't use that many. It's, it's, it's just crazy. So it is something that I have to actively talk myself out of all the time. No, you can't buy that. No, you can't bring that home you still have 157 million binder clips at the house. So yeah, it's, <laughs> we all have our favorite office supplies and it's hard to give them up, but you can do it. I know you can. I do it. It's possible. Renee shared a, a suggestion that kills two birds with one stone. Take one of your plastic bags and place expired medicines in it. The DEA, that's the Drug Enfor Enforcement Administration in the United States has a take back medicine day. And the next one is April 30th from 10 to 2. Yeah, and, coming uh, up. She, she shared a link, which is dea.gov slash take back day, all lowercase. I'll, I'll put that in the show notes. Yeah, yeah. And they, um, they have take back days uh, more often than you realize. Uh, it happens a lot. And they really just sort of set up in a parking lot. So you'll drive up to the location that they have listed and there'll be a little pitch tent or something. And there's some people standing there with some bins and a cop and you can drive by and drop it off. It's super easy. You don't have to get out of the car 
and um, you can make, and they don't take the, don't take the name and uh, data off. They want to be able to identify what the medication is. It helps them dispose of it. So um, you at least want to keep, even if you like Sharpie out your name on the, on the thing, don't de, don't delabel them because they want to know what it is, but super easy drop off for a bunch of old stuff. Okay. We are just about out of time. I want to remind those who are with us live that we have a YouTube channel with 220 videos on a wide <laughs> range of organizing topics. Thank you, you to the person that figured that out for us. Right. Well, you know, I never even, I never look at the front page of the channel. Yeah, they yeah. clearly show you 220 videos on the front page of the channel, but I don't go there. I go to yeah, where the do. list of videos is and they may there, they don't make it easy to see how many you have. So thank you for that. <laughs> power user tip look at the front (laughs) did you already hold up the sign visit cfhou.com slash youtube there you go and subscribe to our channel and while you're there click the bell icon next to the subscribe button if you would like to get notified when we post a new video um let's talk about next week as life unfolds, we may find ourselves in circumstances that require us to deal with a lot of stuff in a very short time, an unexpected move, an illness, a death, a disaster. You can't prevent these crises, but there are steps you can take to help your loved ones or your future self manage better when trouble turns up. In our next webcast, we'll discuss how to plan and prepare to minimize the impact of clutter emergencies. Join us next week, April 5th, the at noon U.S. Central Time for Organize for the Unplanned, Prepare for Crises Before They Arrive. Thanks Let's, to one of our watchers who suggested that for us. Um, we went back and realized that the last time we covered this topic was in 2013. So thank you, and we're going to refresh it for you. Let's talk tittle. Okay, here's the tittle. Spring forward one step. The assignment this week is to pick one item from that big long list we just presented today. We suspect that everyone can find at least one item we mentioned that needs attention. And if your home is in such great shape that none of these things apply to you, then take the week off from decluttering. Enjoy the spring weather. (laughs) Don't forget, we're putting this list into the show notes so you can go check through your chart and see if there's which one applies to you. And um, otherwise, have some uh, springtime off for a week. And we always include a link to the show notes in the description on the YouTube channel. So if you're watching this on YouTube, look for the link that will be there and it'll take you straight to it. If you're watching this on YouTube, we would love for you to join us live. To get notifications about upcoming events, we invite you to join the meetup group by visiting cfhou.com slash meetup. You can also follow us on Facebook by visiting cfhou.com slash Facebook or join our mailing list by visiting cfhou.com slash subscribe. We love to hear from you. So please send us your questions, comments, and topic suggestions on YouTube, Facebook, or anywhere else that you find us. You can always reach us through our website at clutterfairyhouston.com. That's us. All right. Thanks, you guys, for joining us. I hope you're um, actually having some spring weather wherever you are. And we will um, wait to hear back how your little dig out went. And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.